Welcome to the Tune In and Level Up podcast. I am Glenda Hovenkamp, your host, and so happy you tuned in for a few minutes of leveling up together. I love having deep conversations on meaningful topics, some spiritual, some practical. Come as you are, tune in while walking, cooking dinner, driving, or just putting your feet up at the end of the day. Here's to both of us getting some takeaways that help in our leveling up journey. Today my guest is my favorite hairstylist, Maribel Cox. She's become a lot more than a hairstylist to me. In our visits, when I was sitting in the chair and she was making me look better and feel better, we got to know one another. And I truly love and respect her as a fellow human being and as a friend. She's got a lot of wisdom. She's a a natural leader and she's helping others to level up now that she's an area manager with Supercuts in the Austin area. I hope you'll stay tuned and find out what she has to share. I think you're going to love her. Good morning, Mirabelle. How are you? Good morning, Glenda. I'm doing well. How are you? you? I'm great. Thank you so much for saying yes to being a guest on Tune In and Level Up. And um, I have appreciated you so much for the past decade. You've been my favorite hairstylist and you've, you have uh, been my go-to when I just need a little pick-me-up. I need to spruce up my look and have a, a fresh do, a little color sometimes. And so that's what I want to talk about. Can I ask you some questions? Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Thank you. So, <clears throat> I, excuse me. I found you at Supercuts over a decade ago. And it, you, you're in my area up in Cedar Park, Leander, Texas. And you've been at more than one location during your time there. But I, I found you at Supercuts and you've moved with Supercuts as they open new stores or whatever. And so... You know, I, I, you're just the kind of person I love to interview who's been involved in helping people to feel better, to look better, to just kind of boost the way they feel them, about themselves and boost their confidence level. And so can you speak about what that's been like to be in an industry like that? Um, it's been something that I didn't realize I was doing, um, I it just, I, I started doing hair many years ago and, um, my clientele grew and I started having regulars and my regulars would tell me I'm here, make me look good, make me feel good. And to me, it's, it, it was just work. It was, it was a job. And, it took me a while to realize and understand, hey, I I I make a difference in people when I go to work and, and when I do their hair, cut it, style it, color it. So yeah. you absolutely do, Maribel. So some of my favorite things about you are that when I sit down in the chair, we catch up with each other. You become like a friend. I feel like I know your family, even though I, I think I saw, I've seen your, a couple of your sons from time to time when they might come into the shop. I do remember your youngest when he was really just a baby 
at maybe three and you'd bring him with you once in a while for a little bits of time. But you would bring me up to date on what you were doing in your personal life and what about your family. And so we developed a friendship. And so there's a lot more going on than just trimming hair and coloring, coloring hair. You, if there's a little psychology, like people probably begin pouring their hearts out to you about some things about what's going on right then. Is that is that what you'd say? Yes. Um, a, a lot of confidentiality goes into being a stylist. You hear things, you see things. Um, like you said, it, it um, we develop a friendship, which is something that I, I again, didn't think of it. Um, as as a friend um but yeah throughout the years seeing someone you know every four six weeks um for decades you know for I've been doing hair for 26 27 years so yeah it, it becomes something of a of a behind the chair um trusted confidence kind of like a shoulder to cry on, leave it there. Don't share it with anyone. So yes. yes. I appreciate that so much. Um, But the truth is you're really good. You, (laughs) that's why people keep coming back to you, Maribel is because you've never messed my hair up. You know, I could count on you. There are times I am notorious (laughs) for like deciding on the day I need my hair trimmed. Well, that doesn't work really great with booking you because you're too popular. <laughs> you're booked up. Oh. So there have been times I've used some of your peers, like at Supercuts. I'll just breeze in there and you've never made me feel guilty about that. I think you understand. I'm just, I, Glenda's got to get her hair cut today <laughs> for whatever reason. Yes. You just, you always greet me from across the, the, um, the store. And so there's never been any hard feelings or pressure, but when I can get you, if I know in advance that I want some color or I want to, I can wait a few weeks for a cut. I always reach out for you and you, you have a tender touch, a soft touch, and you have an amazing eye for color and hair design. So you want to talk about wh- why are you better than so many others? And you really are, Maribel, so don't be modest. Oh, You've worked hard well, at you. it. You've worked hard at it. So tell us about that. Well, thank you so much. Um, it, it It's just paying attention to what the customer is asking me, um, listening to the details, looking at the hair, um, really just paying attention to to what the customer is is asking. And sometimes, a lot of times, the customer doesn't know exactly what they're looking for. So it it, it is a, a stylist job to kind of know and understand and, and ask questions. When was the last time you got a haircut? Is this how you normally wear your hair? Um, what is the extent of you spending time on hair, the styling? time, how much, you know, how much time in your hair, what drugs do you use? So there's, there's questions that, that as a stylist, we know to ask. Um, and just listening to hearing what the customer is asking and, and doing my best to deliver that. And throughout 
the service and the cut, you know, asking, this is what I'm going to do next. Is this okay? Um, is this how you wear it? No. Okay. Let's try it this way. You know, just, just paying attention to the details and, and working together is, is, is mostly what I tell a customer is let's get this party started. We're going to work together and, and, and do it together. I'll be the one cutting, but you know, this is our haircut. <laughs> so <clears throat> I, you're telling me something that I already know about you, which is that you're not only listening to customers Every time there's a new employee hired at the shop, you listen, you pay attention, you see what their needs are. And I've told you so many times you're, you're a natural leader. I see that in you. And, um, you know, you're sort of like an old soul, Maribel. <laughs> you were really young. You're, you're not much older than my, my oldest daughter, I don't, I think. And, um, so, but you, you're like this old soul that I, it doesn't matter what your age is. You have a lot of wisdom and you really understand human nature and you understand people. And so you've been, you haven't just stayed in that little niche as a stylist. You've been promoted into management within the salon and within Supercuts. And so talk about how you've used those natural, your natural leadership skills to help others in the profession. I I think that as a human being, it doesn't matter if if I'm a cosmetologist or you know any other thing that that I do in life as a human being. I think it is, in my opinion, I believe it's our job to help others and and lead them and help grow and. Um, just help them in whatever it is that they need. Um, that's just what I think and I believe is it's our job, our duty to to help other people and in, in learning and growing. And, and what I know is is to share mm -hmm. so that they can learn and grow and and take it on. Does that so, make sense? I hope it makes absolutely, sense. Absolutely, it does. And for a person your age, you're, you, you are, you're in the mix with a, some younger generations. And for whatever reason, soft skills have, have, they sort of miss the lesson sometimes on soft skills and how to deal with clients and how to greet the public. And you have these high standards. You're just so polite, have the nicest manners. You know how to treat people with respect. And at the same time, you command respect because you treat, you know, you, you have self-respect as well as respect for others. But some, some of the newbies come in and they don't really have those skills. But you have a way of being able to have those hard conversations with people and kind of grow them up. Uh, kind of help to fill in the gaps so that they have a shot at being successful and not not uh, derailing themselves or scaring away customers. So can you speak to that? Um, a lot of it has to do with uh, letting the new 
uh, stylists know that, hey, I'm here. Um, I'll be observing. Um, customer service is number one. Uh, we have to deliver and provide, you know, above and beyond their expectations, customers' expectations. I'll be observing you, um, making sure that they're okay with uh, constructive feedback, criticism, feedback, it's all, like you said, it's all to help them be successful and, and grow their clients. And it, not that I'm going to be picking on them or, you know, analyzing their every move. It's just in, in doing hair and, and serving the customers, customer service has, has to be above and beyond the customer's expectations. So so that's what I tell them. And, and thankfully, a lot of them have understood where I'm coming from and and that I want the best for them to, to be successful in, in the cosmetology business. So obviously, Supercuts, uh, your superiors in Supercuts have recognized that in you. And they've promoted you to an area manager. So you're, how many stores are you supervising now? Um, eight at the moment. Eight stores and about how many stylists? Um, maybe about three, some have four um, stylists, including the manager. So maybe 30 employees, 30 stylists? Yes, ma'am. Yes. All right. So, um, that has that's a that's a whole different ball game than being a stylist with your own clients i'm sure because you're having to deal with the work ethic and the character of 30 other people who sometimes don't have your same drive for excellence and you're having to evaluate and also offer some training i'm sure but also you are you interviewing for uh, when there are openings Yes. Okay. Yes, so do you like that managerial leadership role? Because I think you're amazing as far as a, being a leader. I see that in you. I, I can absolutely understand why Supercuts promoted you. And I think you're going to be fabulous in that role. But I Thank know it's, it's bound to be very challenging. Thank you. Yes. Um the interviewing part um, is, is talking to people kind of like you and I are talking right now to see if the position or, or Supercuts as a company will be a good fit for um, the applicant. Um, I just let them know what the company is about, how we came about in the Central Texas area. Um, the benefits, of course, are wonderful. So I talk about that. Um, um, Supercuts is, is, is quite different than most um, other, other haircutting places, companies. We offer full benefits. So getting that across to the stylist, and, and sometimes they don't understand what that means because they've never had that offered, you know, as, 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 as far as the full benefits that the company offers, because it's not something that 
um, hairstylists are used to. So it's, yeah, just talking to them about what they're looking for and see if Supercuts is going to be a fit for them. And, and the fun and nice part about our company here in Central Texas is we have almost 30 locations now and we can see while we're interviewing people thinking salon might work better for this person maybe not this salon she came to apply at this location but maybe this another location would fit better for them so we look into that as well mm-hmm. um so <clears throat> you know I, we've come through the pandemic together you were doing my hair during some of that time when when finally i was getting back out again sometimes we were masked sometimes we're still masked when we see each other just to protect each other um but that has created challenges of its own in the profession would you like to speak about that um wearing the mask uh coming back from the pandemic we were closed for six weeks as a whole you know the state of texas shut down the the haircutting businesses anything that had to do with beauty we were shut down for six weeks well people's hair can grow a lot in six weeks some people's hair grew a couple inches in six weeks you know and People needed their haircuts. People needed their beard trims. Um, and coming back from that was a huge challenge because we're in people's faces. People are in our faces, you know, with the masks and some people not wanting to wear masks. Um, a lot of people were scared. Um, a lot of people were not scared. They wanted their beard trimmed. It's something that our company as a whole was not willing to put us as stylists at risk. And so there there was a lot of, you know, I'm sorry, we're not doing trims. And it was a, it presented a challenge. We were cutting off masks, you know, cutting around the year. You know, it, it wasn't intentional, but um, yeah, I think that we had to learn how to, you know, don't cut, the mask off, you know, people don't have extra, extra masks. So we all had to make sure that we had masks available. Um, yeah, it just, we overcame that challenge and here we are. <laughs> so just like in every other aspect of working America, not all your stylists came back. It, you, you were shorthanded for a long time. So talk about the changes in the profession post pandemic. Yes, that, that change um, coming back from pandemic, we, we lost a lot of stylists again, because it's, it's that face working with customers that people were afraid of, um, getting COVID and um, just just lost a lot of stylists. We were already struggling before um, to cosmetologists or, you know, people to, to come cut hair, to be students as a cosmetologist. 
And so after the pandemic, it it hurt us even more. And even now we're still struggling. The hair industry as, as a whole, not just, you know, supercuts is is struggling to to have cosmetologists, to employ people. The business is there, jobs are there. We're just not enough of us. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's <clears throat> so on a different note, I've always admired your self-care because in, in our visits with each other, I learned about you that you're a runner, you're a walker, you're health conscious, you were always trying to eat healthy or improve your diet or either you were had been on a great nutrition plan. And so that's been fun because I'll come in and say, okay, what races have you signed up for, Maribel? So tell us what races are you signed up for right now? So um, right now I am coming up in January, um, running, jogging, or long distances have always been a part of my life ever since I was five years old. Um, I just just love it. Um, look like a runner, but we all come in different sizes and shapes and ages. And it's just something that helps clear your mind. And if you're physically able to do it. Maribel, um, I really appreciate all the time that you've taken to be with me. And it's been such a pleasure to know you. Thank you so much for being the best stylist ever. Do you have any closing comments for us? Come get a haircut. Go for a walk. Take care of yourself. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Glenda, for having me. I it, It's been an honor. It's a pleasure. And uh, thank you. Thank you, Mary Bell. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Tune In and Level Up. Please come back. Until next time, let's make every day and every opportunity count.